All right. So um, just wanted to get everybody together. Um, thank you for being here, for starters. Um, I uh, Hang on. Velcro is getting the better of me for three seconds here. Hang on. <laughs> it doesn't go on the top of your head, Josh. I know, right? Uh, well, with my head, it might. So, all right. Uh, putting that aside, sorry, I was just uh, playing with the orcas and the HGO too. It's pretty, pretty fun stuff. So, um, uh, let's see. Let me get squared away here. Uh, tonight, I'd like to touch base with everybody. Uh, one of the first things, and and uh, we just had a meeting about it, was content for the website. Um, we are kind of putting together a plan for what we're going to be hosting on the website in terms of blogs and information beyond what's already there. So, um, what kind of content would each of you like to see going forward from the FPVFC and, and please be frank, uh, let me know what you're looking for and, you know, we can kind of incorporate it into our plan. Uh, it's a big deal to us that the website is a hub for information and uh, we'd like to, you know, expand on that a little bit. Well, we're going to do that without having satellite entities that contribute to things like that. Uh, we're not big enough to have uh, uh, charters or anything yet. No, not necessarily charters, but we can still create content, and that could come in the form of, you know, articles. Uh, personally, I'm, I I write articles for uh, Get FPV, so it wouldn't be a far cry for me to jump over and and write uh, articles for the website either. So, so maybe um, just like club members saying we get together as a group, maybe send Josh something. Hey, we had this uh, this thing going this week. Blah blah blah. Here's mm -hmm. uh, some photos of our barbecue and fly-in. Yeah, perfect. Stuff like that would be excellent. Um, like community-based stuff like that. Uh, I think that would be a good start. Um, what well, community is where it starts because without their acceptance, you know, for 80 years now, I've been flying, uh, I mean, the AMA has been around or more. Um, mm -hmm. we have never, ever until some bad programming in pre-flight conceptions or automatic flight conceptions occurred. We never had a public, uh, uh, negative. Mm -hmm. uh, RC flyers, helicopter and airplanes were something to go watch and have fun, and they were harmless. Right. And it's changed now. I can see where you're coming from with that. Um, how, what, what type of, uh, on that same term, what type of content would you think would help alleviate some of that information? Like misinformation, I guess, would be the better word. Well, that's what I've been fighting. And I've, been, I've, I've talked to you a couple of times. About, I fight mm -hmm. this all the time. Um, and I found that the best support I get is community. So I'm just throwing something out. I'm just uh, a brainstorm. How in our content, how can we best get the general concept? Because just like me, you have made the same comments. They find out what it's really all about, and their comment is, wow, we didn't know that this is what it was. We thought it was something different and negative. Right. 
Um, so it seems to me that the only way we can do that is community by community. Like, like here in Port Angeles, Washington, I go to the city fathers and things like that. I am the president of the, our local AMA chapter here, guys, mm -hmm. uh, among other things. Uh, uh, I, we do public fly-ins uh, at a public gym twice a month. Uh, where the public is welcome to do little, uh, we do, do little drone races and little helicopters and airplanes, uh, foamies, things like that. Um, I, we, my club puts out uh, articles in the paper inviting them not only to our fly-ins, but we also go to the city fathers and the county fathers saying, hey, we would like to uh, do a little thing in this park locally. And I have found that that kind of gets outside of our area by word of mouth. Uh, well, with the internet, that really helps. Yeah. <laughs> um, you, you know, and, and it, and it kind of starts to grow. Okay. But without the public support, without parents, guys, without parents saying that this is not what we hear about, and, because it takes the parents for a lot of these kids to get started in, you know, when you're talking even a whoops, you're talking three, four hundred dollars by the time everything's done with receivers right. and everything. Um, we, we have to get the community behind. We are all uh, RC pilots, my friends, whether mm -hmm. it's multi rotor, single rotor, or fixed ring. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And, and that's what we have to protect the general. Uh, public flyways are our shared airspace even with the EAA our civil airspace is what we're protecting mm -hmm. uh, without the public though it makes it hard when they think that uh, if we have a drone we can go up there and 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 look in their window uh, with a camera when that's totally almost uh, impossible. Right. You can go to the store and buy a thousand millimeter lens at, at a camera shop, zoom it in on somebody a half a mile away and tell if they're wearing mascara. <laughs> I have to be within 30 foot to find out that that's not a person, that's Bill. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. True well, story. I mean, I mean I'm, I'm old. I mean, it's just I've, I've watched this go away mm -hmm. when all of the good things that as a young man, I always wanted you know, instead of mechanically setting something up. Now we can digitally get it perfect. I mean, I've always dreamed of something like that. And now I see it in jeopardy. Okay. So, you know, uh, along those same lines, uh, articles about what FPV drones are capable of, what fixed wing FPV is capable of. Uh, I'm just kind of... Or the family enjoyment it brings, more the focus yeah, on not what it can do. Okay. Because, because, because technology, we, they already know what it can do. They've mm -hmm. got a misconception of thinking it can do more than it really can do. Okay. So, but yeah, more of a community involvement. Um, and I know Josh, I know Dave, I do know that you guys carry goggles as well as I do. Mm -hmm. I do know that. Um, and I do know that you, I knew, I actually know that all of us educate. Mm -hmm. I do know that. Uh, there are, there is less than 107% of idiots that fly multi-rotors or, or, or RC. Uh, unfortunately, that's what, who leads us. Um, 
I don't know how, and that's why I'm just asking. Uh, I do know what's worked in my small community, but I know you guys come from big, a lot of you guys come from big populaces, and that's mm-hmm. must, that must be hard. Yeah, I mean, it's a little more challenging. I would say, you know, the Phoenix area, while I'm not an active participant in it just because of time, but they've got a pretty slamming scene for FPV here. Um, Are the but, city fathers helping at all? I mean, it, you know, no, is it honestly, city parks it's. And- it yeah we have city parks arizona is probably you know pretty pretty lenient when it comes to uh fpv and and whatnot uh arizona has a law that that eliminates the ability for cities and and local governments to enact uh uas uh regulations so uh it's pretty free here uh the state of arizona or at least the city of phoenix is mandated I think it's state of Arizona has mandated that at least one park in every city has to allow model airplanes, uh, model aircraft. Um, so all that, uh, you know, kind of helps the scene here. Um, plus it helps that, you know, I, I know that, uh, Preston, he lives about 10 miles from me from race flight. He does a lot of, you know, helps organize a lot of that stuff. And, and whatnot here locally so oh, um, then we need to get some more of that content out on the website if if mm-hmm. you have the ability to have more projects in your in your around you then by gosh you know maybe i had to move to help you <laughs> <laughs> because well, well, you gotta I, be able I, to stand I, the heat <laughs> um uh, we actually we actually lease our, our 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 property from the port of port angeles and william fairchild international airport but mm-hmm. we're basically controlled by whidbey air naval air station over gotcha. in harbor so that even makes it harder for me mm-hmm. uh, yeah but i mean i've been to counties you know um, I've been to some of the AMA clubs here, just, you know, p- met people who are members. I went to one of the flight fields that has since been uh, kind of co-opted and, and taken over and shut down. But, uh, um, you know, there's there's a lot of good people here uh, doing a lot of great things with FPV. Um, and several of Phoenix pilots are like newbie drone sponsored and, and race flight sponsored and whatnot. But, you know, I would say, um, you know, and I would, I've seen some of the same kind of stuff coming out of, of bigger cities. There's a good scene, but the problem is, is, you know, the scenes tend to be kind of closed off and, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, if anybody else has seen differently in terms of, you know, people kind of want to stay under the radar and, you know, they don't really uh, advertise a lot of events and and whatnot. And that's the kind of stuff that, you know, I think we need to change from, you know, just my personal belief in terms of advertise, get people to come to these events and and, you know, whether they're participating or not, like DRL in Phoenix was a huge deal. You know, six to 8,000 people showed up in one stadium to see drone racing. You know, that that's the kind of stuff that, that brings crowds, that turns people over to the hobby, that, that lets them know what these things can do, what, you know, how much fun they are, all that kind of stuff. But, you know, without the organizers of these races kind of, uh, advertising, it makes it, it makes it kind of hard to, to grow. I mean, am I wrong? 
Uh, that takes that, but that takes money, and I, I oh, have yeah. to work. I have to work on a little bit lower social and things since I'm old and and uh, disabled and and basically live on eight hundred bucks a month. Mm-hmm. So I don't have the ability to to promote like that. Um, I have to think a little bit uh, broader and get bigger communities. Yeah, but at the same time, it doesn't take a lot of money to call the 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 news agency and say, "Hey, well, I do that already." I mean, yeah, yes, we're, yeah, we're, I mean, we're I, putting on an event. Come check it out. Let's get on the news. You know, you know like, that's like the I, kind of stuff know, that I'm talking about. We have that already. Um, I when we do our, our air shows. In fact, there was an article on me in this last year show where I had a, a beautiful shot. You guys couldn't have asked for better. I had a kid in a wheelchair, and the caption says, or, or although he used uh, uh, virtual reality, the caption says Leland Cox from AMA Club, blah blah blah, showing you know, uh, you know, children, you know, FPV basically. That's cool. Uh, well, it, yeah, it, it does help, um, and and we do events like that all all year long within the North Olympic Trans Club. Um, so we're so one of the things is, that we're what, that we're thinking of is we're we're trying to identify uh, groups that are in place uh, because starting chapters and starting groups. Uh, I'm not sure that there's a a calling for that from a FPVFC from the perspective of. What we're offering our community is education on safety, as well as we are uh, fighting uh, for the uh, the rights to fly with the FAA, and so you know that's of value. But it's not uh, a cause to start a club. But if you are into FPV, if you are in the DRL, if you're in into racing with multi-GP, or if you're into racing with the, there's another um, national racing group I came across, uh, Safety Third, uh, which it, amazingly they do a lot with schools. With you know, their name is, you know, it's, uh, I think it's speed and power are first and second, and safety is third. The way they derive their name, but. They are doing a lot of great things with um, uh, with mostly high schools to get kids involved. So what a perfect opportunity to uh, try to provide uh, education and also uh, let the uh, the parents know that we're advocating uh, you know for safety as well as uh, for the right to fly. So uh, in addition, just you know if they're you know approaching schools is. Um, is challenging, uh, but that's uh, that's one possibility. But we're we're looking for what are um, existing groups of people that would uh, benefit from uh, the work that we're doing uh, and the education that we want to create, and that that would uh, that leads to what's the content material that we would want to put or to add to our our website to make us uh, more useful. Uh, to people who are getting into uh, this hobby. Yeah, I mean, as an example, I mean, let's look at content like Joshua Bardwell or, you know, Oscar Liang. These are guys that that post articles in depth a lot of times on how to do certain things or whatnot. And, you know, I think another source for that, you know, while helpful, probably not the best idea in terms of, you know, saturation. So, you know, I, I mean, some of the ideas that we, you know, kind of tossed around were, what do I need to do to get into FPV? You know, something like that, where either video or just, you know, for the beginner. And, 
you know, that way we're, we're teaching, you know, newcomers, you know, exactly how to, to kind of get acclimated to the hobby, um, stuff like that. And I'm, I'm just curious what you guys would feel is useful, would add value to the FPVFC in terms of content that we can kind of expand upon and, and run. With. Does that make sense? Yeah, I just don't know how to apply it. Well, I mean, it's not about applying it. It's, you know, let's just toss out ideas. Like, if put yourself in the shoes of a newcomer and, you know, find that everybody's got one thing that they wish they learned when they were first starting. What is that one thing? Well, I, I guess probably... I don't know. Bruce taught me a lot. Uh, General, what were you saying about um, I was thinking maybe possibly like uh, building drones, like like you can build drones or you can buy them. Um, I okay. guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause um, I'm a more of a less of a newcomer myself, mm -hmm. and in terms of like building a drone, that is kind of a complicated part mm -hmm. right there. You know, I've gotten more information about it, but that's um, you know, there's there's a lot of things to cover. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, how to, how to, you know, the basics of building a drone, that, that would have been something that would have been useful to you, right? Okay. Dave, what about you? What's the first thing you, you wish you would have known when you first started out? Oh, like uh, a step-by-step -step through uh, beta flight when I started out in uh, 2016. Step-by-step -step through beta flight, that can be pretty daunting. Uh, Leland, what about you? I had the advantage of Bruce for many years, guys. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm, I'm, that, I'm serious. That, I yeah. owe that man. I owe that man. This whole industry owes that man. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I, I guess programming, uh, and that's what I have the hardest time with is uh, with new people. I, 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 I. Uh, put out flyers at the high schools uh, at the boys and girls clubs for our club say uh, i have several instructors that donate their time if if a boy wants to come mm -hmm. um we, we beg and recycle receivers and old whoops and things like that to donate yep. to these new kids that come in um so i would think maybe programming maybe i'm like with it maybe uh, okay. uh beta flight okay beta flight uh, race flight in, in depth and more of more of an explanation of instead of it took me a long time with bruce because okay do this do this do this but none of the guy even even joshua who has come much later in in this did not this is the reaction it has on it gotcha. um, this is the effect it will have if this is done so dynamic uh, filtering and what exactly it does, not necessarily turn it to this and move on uh, with your life kind of situation. Okay, yeah, right. It, it took gotcha. a year and a half of Bruce's whiteboard before he finally got a way to tell me what PID it was, past, right. present, and future. Right. And understand it. You, so so without, no, without knowing the effect, they don't – it won't fall into place as well. Okay. Very good. Um, Dan, what about you, bud? Uh, I've got no additional comments right now, I don't think. No, nothing that you wish you would have known when you first started out? Uh, 
I I I did lots of research, I guess, <laughs> and had a friend that you know helped out too. So, yeah, perfect. Yeah, yeah. It was a awesome. yeah. I was I was on, definitely on my own. I'm in a, a part of uh, New York where there are uh, there's one guy in the uh, in the area who and who also is into uh, drones. So it's a uh, it's an unusual, and so yeah, having a a buddy uh, be a little further along than me would have been very useful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I yeah, was like also you. into RC cars and stuff, and a lot of that translates. Just knowing how to yeah. mechanically do things, use uh, soldering irons, all that kind of stuff. I'd what been doing that for a long time. Do. Yeah, and it's, I was already familiar with lipos and ESCs and stuff like that. And same. Yep. Same here. Yep. 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 Fi- fixed wing being an AMA member for gosh, 40 years. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It helped. Yeah, for sure. And Especially also flying, like... flying RC, uh, hel- uh, helicopters helped him. It was, uh, yeah. you know, wow. Stabilization. This is cool. <laughs> oh yeah. You, you, remember, you remember in the eighties when they came out and they didn't even have a tail hole gyro yet. Yes, I do. <laughs> because I fly, I fly helis as well. Oh, yeah. uh, all the way. Yeah. I have from uh, 100 to 700. Mm-hmm. Good. Excellent. Yeah. So you know, I mean, that some of this stuff helps. Um, we can add it to our list of of stuff that we were thinking of, and um, you know, it's good to to be able to hear what what works for you, what doesn't work for you. Um, I like the in depth stuff. That that uh, definitely uh, it it poses a challenge uh, in terms of creating content that adequately describes that, but it's not something that's insurmountable. So one one of the guys also said, you know, where are he, you know? So we've just talked about you know a bunch of us came from fixed wing RC or RC hillies or or uh, you know, RC cars, and so we had a uh, a good understanding of brushless motors, ESCs, lipos, uh, transmitters, and how to properly and safely handle them. But we've got a community that uh, are videographers, in the, or they're still photographers, and they just want to make a picture that you can't get or a video you can't get any other way. And I think that's a, uh, a new uh, perspective, if you'll forgive the pun, of uh, a community that uh, is coming to FPV with a different skill set. They're, right. they're amazing in setting up uh, cameras but it's like, wow, you know, you can't do that with a lipo, you know, let's put this back on the ground safely. Yeah, we definitely right. need more information on how to handle lipos safely, how to charge, not just to discharge them all the way to nothing, things like right. that. Right. Okay. Yeah, they're, a they're little bit of medical it, information. They're coming in looking at FPV as a tool yep. for, right. for right. rather than for fun. And I yeah, and I think yeah. and I think that's where we are rapidly uh, evolving too. You mm-hmm. know, as we as we look at our our own FPV devices, they've gotten you know you're just amazingly stable in the last couple of years. The software base that we we have you know have choices from Betaflight to iNav to you know any other good uh, software foundations, and so they are now you know more, much more dependable, just like our uh, fixed wing RC was as we transferred over to uh, 2.4 gigahertz. You know, mm-hmm. So it's the well, uh, same flight boards in the planes now. I can put my Bardwell F4 right in my. The episode this week, and I think it's it was hysterical. <laughs> yep, yep. David is quite the character. 
Yeah. I mean, even I would like, um, because I'm doing more video uh, uh, filming of uh, some of the guys that I've got uh, cameras in their planes and stuff that cannot fly their real planes anymore. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, I, in fact, a lot of them. I got about 30 of them. Anyway, um, um, I, I'm filming them and stuff like that, having fun at our fly-ins and things like that. I'm behind them. In, actually, I got a little three-inch that does better than my five-inch as far as mm-hmm. cinematic cinematic but um um do you want want me occasionally to send you things like that absolutely we'll take any kind of content and we can turn it into you know either video or pictures for the website or or an article or anything like that Uh, okay that kind of stuff's always welcome i mean i'm just learning so in order to do that and in order for me to go out of the limb dave josh (laughs) <laughs> what if i what if i say hey guys what do i need to do this or how do i get it to you <laughs> well tell you what if you got some content we will provide you a way to get it to us we've well, got I think uh, you would. i'm just being yep. uh, uh, in other words so I, I can contact you on the site here and say hey guys if i send you this look it over tell me what you want different and i'll do yep. something different yep absolutely do, do i have that for do i have that from you josh yeah, that, you that's got Josh. it, bud. Yep, that's, that, that's that was, all that I was, need. That was Josh. This is Dave, and absolutely. Or Dave, yeah. Okay. Yep. Well, I, either one of you, I'll find you. you know. <laughs> yep, absolutely. I know where you live. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, everybody does now because you know, I'm an IP instructor. I'm an entry pilot instructor for the AMA and a few other. And by the way, I wasn't really thinking about charters. I would, it, I, I would just think it would be easier if we did a, a kind of an analysis of how kind of we're spread out in the US and if we just had groups do exactly like I was just saying, send our stuff in to the main hub to yep. be determined if it wants to be put out there. Mm-hmm. I like that idea. So, um, you know, more to Dave's point, you know, I think, you know, at a certain point we need to start almost creating a home for some of these you know these film guys these these commercial drone guys that want to go to fpv that are using fpv as a tool and ensure that they know you know the safety guidelines ensure that they know you know what they need to be doing we need to create a space for them and not that you know we need to create a whole separate entity or anything like that but just be able to welcome them into the community because you know as as drone pilots mature in terms of recreational they're going to be shifting over to that commercial side have you have do you have a big uh Outlet. That's interesting because at this EA meeting I was at just on Saturday, uh, the presenters were commercial 107 pilots. Mm-hmm. Um, out of 47, there are two left. 40% did not renew their license. Uh, only 40% renewed their 107 licenses this, this, this go around. Yeah, I think while the 107. Mostly corporates are, well, corporate is making their own departments. Correct. And, and while the, the 107 growth rate is 30 to 40% a year at about 300,000 uh, right now in the United States, I, uh, I would uh, assert that the the jobs uh, in the commercial drone industry are 
you know, there there are will be 107 like jobs, but that's not going to be the majority of it. I, you mm -hmm. know, it's it's going to be, you know, we've got we've already got uh, companies like Verizon um, mon oh, I, monitoring I and, and inspecting their um, uh, their cell towers. AT and T, same thing. BNSF inspecting their train lines, and so they need highly aut uh, autonomous vehicles, and so you, know, you need uh, operators that are uh, one on many. And it's you know it's not you know what we think of as oh okay I've got a job with a, a real estate agent. I think that will be uh, a part of it, but I, I that's not where we will see an explosion of uh, utilization of drones. No, oh, yeah. I would also I would also say that you know with I think since 107 was implemented, there's been a maturing of the commercial side of the business, and and in terms of people, I think a lot of them jumped on it to begin with, found out that they couldn't you know compete with some of the other companies or other people that are doing the jobs, and and therefore gave it up. You know, beyond that, I think there's a lot of room for growth in the um the ability to analyze the data that's coming off these drones especially from an agriculture standpoint or mapping standpoint right. those are going to be the 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 support jobs that you know while you could be familiar with a drone and its capabilities you might slide in better into a, a an analysis position so right. the bolt on verticals now that i've exactly. got exactly now that i've got an infrared camera what can I do with that? Now that I've got, yeah. you know, ground penetrating uh, radar, what am I going to do with that? Or LIDAR, any, yep. any one of these other yeah. things, you know? Yeah. And, you know, it's funny because I see more and more, you know, shows on TV. I tend more towards the science and the history, you know, type programs. Amen. But, um, you know, like there's, there's ones where they're LIDAR scanning entire sections of the jungle to find you know, ancient ruins and stuff like that. And they're utilizing drones to do that. And, right. you know, it's it's that kind of stuff that I think is going to be the future. But at the same time, it's not all pilots. You know, there's a lot of support that goes into those those types of projects. Yeah, I didn't so. realize. Yeah, you know, I didn't. I never put in my head, not all pilots. And that's what I meant by one else. That's what I meant by corporate making their own departments. Mm -hmm. Now, there's, there's no use for commercial. In fact, for the real estate agents on the North Olympic Peninsula, I I trained their their own pilots with in house. Mm -hmm. They they quit using 107 pilots, but they're still so, going to have to get their 107 or their. Oh, they know, still have to get their license, right? Right. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. But but they're just hired in house. I mean, it's, it, they have a department now. My son as opposed was, to contract, uh, yeah. As, as opposed to contract, correct. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but I never considered all the other aspects. That's a good. So you guys are good for an old man. That's it. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so um yeah, uh, you know, josh one of the things i was thinking about on the education and content is uh offering the videographers uh education on fpv now we've been saying that but it's like if you know so what we're talking about is you know look at the venn diagram and you know trying to create some uh buddy system mentoring back and mm -hmm. forth so i like that idea i'm a video guy i can get some help from you know i can just you know find a uh, you know a friend in uh, the fpv land or uh, i'm doing uh, fpv and i can't figure out this you know camera to make uh, a pretty video you know help yep uh, well, not only that but help that too you know 
Yeah, it would. But it, you know, not area. only that, if you if you think about, you know, a lot of these guys are coming from closed ecosystems in terms of let's say DJI, you know, just as an example, you know, they're coming in from these, uh, you know, highly tuned, highly integrated closed, closed loop systems for their drone and all its capabilities. And then, you know, if they're coming over to FPV, they're going to need to learn beta flight. They're going to need to learn, you know, uh, how, how our gear works, that it's more, you know, hands-on as opposed to ship your thing, your unit in when it needs repair, you know, that kind of stuff. And yeah, as I think well there's... as flying, you know, five times faster than they're accustomed to. Uh, right. Right. And, yeah. And so, not flying at mid stick. Yeah. Right. Creating a kind of mentorship, uh, program would definitely be key and i really do like that idea well it's really worked for uh, the ama and the eaa uh through the young eagles the ama uh, ip instruction and the young eagles program they contact us and get us involved and even horizon hobby actually has a regional so if somebody buys a trainer airplane or anything they will contact me or one of us up here and get us together with that person uh and uh, AMA waves uh, and our club waves their AMA fees. Uh, they're allowed to be with us for 90 days and fly under our AMA mm -hmm. stuff to decide whether they want to stick with it. Yeah, it's good. All, all those things work good. real well. Yeah. Yep. So um, I do want to touch before we run out of time. We still have about 20 minutes left, but. Uh, Dave, correct me if I'm wrong, December 14th for the 20, NPR? 20th. 20th. Okay, perfect. So do keep in mind that the, the NPRM for Remote ID is upcoming December 20th, a couple days before Christmas. I know that's not going to be anybody's focus um, at that time, but you know, as soon as the holidays are over, let's, you know, I want to jump on that we'll probably do a call uh you know one of these meetings on it kind of compose some thoughts and and definitely get uh some information uh sent into the faa in terms of that uh a response sent in. so televised no it's an nprm so what it is is it's a, no, a notice of proposed rulemaking notice of proposal. Um, and what they do on it is the faa basically submits this is what we're going to be doing for remote id um, please read through it, submit your suggestions, your ideas, your concerns, your complaints, all that kind of stuff. Um, a lot of times, at least the last couple ones have been somewhat uh, uh, linear in terms of they ask specific questions, but at the same time, it doesn't preclude anybody from offering their opinions. Um, we've done a couple uh meetings on remote ID and kind of what came out of the drone advisory committee and, and Dave was awesome and participated in that and took a lot of thought, our thoughts uh, into that with him. Um, but I do want to be able to give that a good read and anybody that gives it a good read and has a thought on it, please send that inf information our way. I'm, I'm sure know. that's going to get posted all over the place on Facebook and lots of people oh, yeah. are going to jump to conclusions and the quicker <laughs> yeah. we are with some actual facts and everything, the better, I believe. Absolutely. And, and, yep. uh, and I think what we, my thought is we would want to propose a, uh, a response quickly and uh, then we would welcome, welcome, um, uh, f folks, you know, across this community, 
to comment, add, subtract, you know, get you know, get their views in. Mm-hmm. And then we might ask people to uh, individually, you know, if they're willing to send into the FAA um, either personal responses that, that echoes the the the, uh, the opinions that we've put together. Or you know, lock, stock, and barrel just copies it. That uh, appears not to be a bad approach. Yep. The more the more of one thing that we can get in there, the the louder that voice is. So right. I like right. that approach. Um, anything out of the drone advisory committee task groups over the last couple of weeks, it, Dave? It there has been. So the um, uh, there is. Um, there are three uh, task groups that are running that were kicked off out of the October 17 Drone Advisory Committee. This is the FAA Drone Advisory Committee. Um, and they were um, UTM, Unmanned um, Traffic Management, Facilities Maps, and BVLOS, Beyond Visual Line of Sight. Um, they broke the uh, BV loss to six subgroups. Those subgroups are operations over people, uh, detect and avoid, spectrum command and control, type certification and production certification, autonomy, and BV loss terminology and definitions. Some of these may be swept or combined. I think two of them are going to be pulled into the type certification and the terminology is going to be combined. Uh, I'm leading the spectrum command and control. Uh, subgroup, and I come. Uh, I came to learn that there was a uh, section 374 within the 2018 uh, FAA Reauthorization Act that uh, asks the FAA. Asks is of course uh, its mandate. Is you know that's the, the, the polite way to say uh, this is Congress telling the FAA to do this, and it has to do with. Um, defined spectrum for uh, UAS, and they uh, put forward uh, L-band and C-band, <clears throat> and uh, both have their uh, significant issues. And so uh, the, FAA, the FAA issued a memo uh, on October uh, 18, 2019, with a one-month uh, response window uh, so all responses were due uh, November 18, 2019. So we're working with the uh, the issuer of the memo, and we're asking for uh, the documents that they got back from a number of the stakeholders. And so uh, the this this one's not going real well. And so it's not a huge surprise because there's a, an enormous lack of available spectrum. So this is a hard yeah. issue. That L band, by the way, is <clears throat> set aside for medical device use. Because that's I, one of the <clears throat> things you're absolutely right. Yeah, because I design telemetry systems at hospitals that use L band. <laughs> oh, right. No. Oh, wow, so you're perfect. <laughs> yeah, no, no, Can we no keep problem. him? <laughs> no problem. No problem there. And so the um, so it's um, health. Uh, utilization. Uh, the other is already uh, the bands are used for navigation and um, uh, autonomous flight of manned aircraft. So you know these are heavily used bands. Uh, one is uh, not so good for long range. And so you know this is you know, as you look at this, you know if if there was no utilization on either of these bands, you'd say, well, okay, I think we can probably figure this out. But given that 
you know, one is heavily utilized and has better range, and the other one doesn't have good range. So uh, it's like I said, it's a it's a bit of a mess. Now, theoretically, there we're supposed to have a comeback to the drone advisory committee in January. That's a month away, and uh, I don't. I think the uh, uh, we're going to either request a, uh, some additional time, or they may push the DAC out. We'll see what uh, what happens. Uh, the facilities map uh, subgroup, um, I'm sitting in on that one as well, and I've offered to uh, uh, take notes and uh, uh, minute the meetings and uh, help facilitate and in an effort to uh, increase our uh, visibility and help, and that, that's uh, coming along well. And um, uh, one of the things that we've been able to suggest to that group is the addition of shielded operations that uh, Bruce, aka XGen, has uh, recommended to us a number of times, uh, which is a very sensible uh, notion. If you're that is, if you're flying under uh, the altitude of the tallest thing around you, and the, if the thing is a building or a tree, and it's uh, in in an a enclosed space of buildings or trees then certainly it would be unusual to have a manned aircraft fly in that same space. So that shielded area uh, should be a good place for FPV. And that's what they do in New Zealand. So we've uh, noted that to this, uh, this group and it's uh, so far well received. And the, as I think okay. I mentioned two weeks ago, uh, the woman uh, chairing that facilities map group is the CEO of uh, one of the airport authorities. So certainly extremely knowledgeable and very interested in making this work. So uh, I, I'm not involved in the uh, UTM uh, subgroup. So th that one, I believe, is going to be dominated by larger uh, companies. Yeah, yeah, corporations. We've got uh, Google, Airbus, Airmap, um, Amazon wants in. And so the, there are and there will be a federation of uh, UTMs across the United States. It's not going to be uh, akin to the uh, ATC um, uh, that we it's have a run. pretty much of a federally run, federally regulated. Uh, it will be UTM will be federally regulated, uh, but it will be a federation of, uh, of systems. And spending a fair amount of time on this, which is why we want to make sure that we balance, uh, and I'm, I'm delighted that we spent as much time as we did on education community, because uh, we want to make sure that we're uh, focusing on that uh, very much uh, as we move into 2020. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, I will certainly continue the work uh, with the FAA, uh, but as we uh, talk to uh, folks about what's the value of FPVFC, you know, it, it's reasonable for them to say, well, yeah, well, that's that's interesting. You know, when is that uh, BV loss going to two years? You think that BV LOS regulation is going to, you know, that's nice. You know, talk to me in two years. And, and that's a re to me, that's a reasonable response. So what is it that we're doing uh, right away? And I think that's around education and safety education. Yep, absolutely. All right. Well, uh, I, I think, you know, that's some good information coming out of the DAC. Um, the facility maps and shielded operation, that's really awesome. And uh, I mean, the FPV community can take that and run with it for miles. So um, I think if we can 
work that way, work that in in any way we can would be a excellent thing. So yeah, if we if we can, yeah, I agree. If we can pull that one off, that'll be that'd be fantastic. That'd be huge. Yep. Huge. Yeah, I, had a, I wanted to get this in earlier, but um, <clears throat> when we were talking about some of the things that would have been nice to have had it uh, when we when we started. Yeah. Um, I mean, I kind of went two years before I actually found somebody to fly with in the area. Now, mm-hmm. these, these days, there's a lot of groups, and it's not too difficult to locate um, a group within, say, 100 miles of you. Um, so not that we need to publish or, you know, point out resources to find groups, but... I think if we had some sort of a welcome packet or what, if we could get in with the groups like the multi-GP chapters, uh, you know, with a packet exactly. or something, so that when new members come in and they will seek out local people, you, you learn so much faster from somebody next to you than you do from a, a video. Agreed. Um, and one of the things that we've been thinking about in that welcome package, since uh, a couple of us have had uh, corporate marketing experiences, you know, here's a, here's a good way that uh, you should and could approach your local press. You know, so you're putting on a race and these are the things that you want to stress. And you know, so here's you know here's a script for that phone call, because you know we've got you know young enthusiastic uh, people who are uh, you know they want to race, and you know hey uh, uh, you know sir at a uh, newspaper you know we're going to do a race on Saturday, and it's going to be awesome. <laughs> and right, and that, right. that doesn't that doesn't do it. You know you know, right. need to say you know this is uh, you know would like you to um, you know. Uh, publicize this. Uh, you would like some uh, PR on this uh, from the perspective of this is a, a community uh, activity. Uh, this is all about uh, STEM, and we're trying to uh, always encourage young people, young young boys and girls, young men and women to participate with us. Uh, you know, a, a bunch of us have technical degrees, and uh, this is, uh, you know, we want to show uh, what it is to uh, to you know, to use these uh, drones at uh, the high, at the amazing speeds, and uh, it really gets people excited about the technology and the interest in uh, you know maybe there's a career in doing this sort of work. So that and also just doing to, it safely. Exactly, <laughs> and that's mm-hmm. and that's the that's where that's our message to the various club or the racing clubs in terms of we can help educate your new members on how to do this stuff safely. So that's not something you have to worry about. Yeah, that'd be good. And then um, really to get an end too, you can really push the, the insurance option. Cause you know, I know mm-hmm. that's, I, I think a lot of the, well, at least in my area, a lot of the clubs would probably do away with AMA altogether, but because of the insurance, and if there's, they don't. Right, and if there's, and if there's, if you're doing a race, if you're holding a race, and if the, if there's any prize, you know, whether it's merchandise or cash, uh, the AMA uh, insurance is null and void. So, uh, insurance gets to be very important at that point. Mm-hmm. Right. That's what so. I meant by I don't have the money to promote. Yep. Mm-hmm. So. 
All right, guys. Any other last minute comments or questions? I don't know why I said it like that, but hey, there you go. I said it like that. So, so, yeah, so, it's been so a long the, couple of weeks, guys. Yeah, so, I'm sorry. So the welcome pack, the welcome packet is absolutely the the one of the uh, values that we think we can bring to existing uh, communities. You know, like the DRL, like Multi GP, like Safety Third, like there's a new uh, nonprofit coming up, Drone Responders, which is all about first responders. Uh, so yeah, the, the, these, we want to try to provide what we do so that they don't have to duplicate it. Yep. Okay. Absolutely. I, I, I got a question. I got a question then. Yes, sir. Um, okay. So it, it just it occurred to me, we're talking about young people a lot, of course, and, and that's important. Um, now we have dues in the FPVFC. Yes. Um, now, one of the things that has hurt a lot of our club-based entities or our charters, even through our own AMA, is Park Flyer program where you can get a Park Flyer, uh, you can be a member of the AMA until you're 18 free. Mm -hmm. um, should we... Uh, how long is it going to be before we get to an entity capable of doing that to where we can have young people? So in other words, um, not just promoting the AMA, I can bring these, let's say I go to the Boys and Girls Club, which I have in three weeks, a, a meeting in three weeks with mm -hmm. uh, me and the vice president of the, our club um, to do some programs there. We're, we're, they don't want to join AMA, they want to join FPVFC. And that's that's fine. And so far, um, if a uh, young somebody or old, in the boys and girls club can't afford forty or seventy five dollars, it's uh, we actually have a youth membership. I think it's twenty dollars. It is. Uh, and uh, you know, but the the difference is, guys, is is one of the biggest. I mean, the big things, the big differences between the AMA and FPVFC is. Uh, one thing that they have is fields. They have dedicated fields that they can go out and fly. Right now, being a member of the FPVFC is kind of a, a support or mission kind of situation, and and which is excellent for everybody who's chosen to do that, and, and we appreciate it. But you know, one of the things that we, as, as the FPVFC kind of core, are looking to do is provide a value for that membership. One of the things we don't have is is land, or you know, fixed flying fields because that's not what FPV is about. FPV so, is a you know, and, and, and so, so what we do, what we do provide for you know, no no money to anyone who clicks on the uh, website is safety guidelines, checklists, and we want to try to provide this education. Hopefully the uh, FAA comes back with a positive response that we can administer the knowledge test that's going to be required. We want to mm -hmm. try to make that very, 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 very inexpensive since we anticipate that some of the larger com companies will offer that for free. So I, I think the, uh, the AMA analog uh, is uh, you know, to flying FPV is zero. 
Mm-hmm. Um, just as Josh said, you know, we are uh, very, very interested in and very grateful to the support uh, that of our members, and we're using those funds to to basically run the uh, FPBFC. So the IT expenses, and hopefully in 2020, defray some of the travel expenses that we've had. But we're still 100% volunteer. Uh, and you know we're dedicating our time and money uh, to the FPVFC so that it is uh, free for uh, young people. And the insurance that we propose, Skywatch.ai, uh, the FPVFC does not get any um, uh, or anything. Can, from it. Yeah, any funding, any fees, any uh, rebates from uh, Skywatch AI. Uh, we just know the research that we have done, that that's a good place if you're a recreational um, FPV user, they'll offer you insurance, which is uh, unusual. Hard to come by. Yep. There are not a lot of companies that do, and they also uh, provide insurance for racing. Mm. Does that help, Leland? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Good good points. Good points. Well, they are good. They, they are good points, but uh, gentlemen, uh, the park program does not have land either. The right. park flyer program is our city parks, and that's exactly what we're talking about. And without people in our ranks, we have no voice, clerically mm-hmm. or not. Yes. So I was just I was just trying to ask, and Josh, do we actually have a twenty dollar youth? Yes, we uh, do. Yeah. Yes, we okay, do. To what age? Uh, to eight. Yeah, because I, you know, I can press that a lot easier than forty-five or whatever the other is. I, 40. I, I went in, I went in at seventy-five, so I don't know. I mean, I never looked yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. There's, yep. There's a youth. There's a youth. Uh, it's twenty twenty dollars, and uh, up to age eighteen. At eighteen, you know, if you want to carry on, you get the adult membership, which is forty standard. Uh, we're gonna be discontinuing the seventy-five dollar one here pretty soon. While great, you know, I want to. You know, it needs to be kind of a, a prestige founders, members kind of thing. I think we're fast approaching the 100, 100 members of that. So um, we're going to be uh, back to just 40 and 20. And we made those fees inexpensive on purpose. Um, and, we're, and we're just over 100 members. So mm-hmm. Thanks, everyone. Oh, for that. Have we broke 100? Yes, we have. Yep. Oh, yes, we cool. Have. Cool. First major milestone. Well, the last time I checked, it was like 95, I think, when you were that's talking right. to Michael. That's, cor- that's correct. Yeah. Oh, I keep tabs of you two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hell yeah. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Yeah. yeah I, I, I you, you, re- you called me Michael, and I answered to Michael. I also uh, answered. No, I keep tabs on you and Michael Rawlings. <laughs> oh. Oh. Yeah. No, I know who your name. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Hey, thank you, gentlemen. Excellent. Yes, sir. Anybody else have any last comments, questions, concerns? Uh, yes, I have a quick yeah, question. Yeah, what's up, bud? Um, do you see, I'm yeah, I'm I'm 17 myself, and I have the AMA Junior card. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering if I'm uh, insurance is that covered under that uh, membership? That's secondary insurance. So, so you know, not that I can answer for the FAA. Um, uh, there AMA, is a for the AMA. AMA, I apologize. Um. But uh, it, it is secondary insurance. I don't know if your membership covers that. Uh, it's a good question that you can call the AMA on and, and 
ask or check their website out? Um, it's the Park Flyer Insurance, so it is uh, limited in benefits uh, amounts. Um, I think there's information on the their AMA website there. Yeah, and with all the detailed descriptions there. Correct. So. All right, and does 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 secondary insurance mean anything to you? Does that? <laughs> uh, this is you know this was oh he's new, a young person yeah this, well this is an education to us as well and good this question. Was, good, good 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 clarification so, so secondary insurance um basically uh what it is is it's insurance that kicks in after another type of insurance is exhausted so um generally your parents will have like a homeowner's insurance um sometimes that covers uh drone flight sometimes it doesn't it depends on your policy so it might be a good question for your parents um but and this is not this is not an unusual thing to find in a policy these days in 2015 um the uh, office of insurance insurers in the united states recommended to the people who carry uh, the brokers who carry uh, insurance for homeowners recommended that they stop uh covering drones yep. so um it, you know if you find that your homeowners does not cover um uh, in you know primary insurance then you you can be uh, in a bind with a situation with the ama and so that's the reason you know so if you if you race you know we that's a good idea to consider uh the on-demand uh skywatch uh uh, AI insurance, and again, we don't get any funding. There's no. It's just you know, this is these are. Uh, it's our best judgment and advice. Yep. And uh, the on-demand through AI is, or through Skywatch.ai is uh, really inexpensive, and you can go anywhere from an hour to a full day, a full week, or you can even do monthly on there. Um, so, you know, if you're, if you're going to be flying for an hour or two, you know, you can have insurance for a couple of bucks and, and then when you're done, you're done. Um, but yes, uh, secondary insurance will kick in after primary kind of takes over. Um, it's something we had to learn. Uh, I actually, you know, had to make some phone calls and, and so did Dave to kind of get our heads wrapped around some of this, but, uh, um, yeah, so AMA is strictly a secondary insurance. So, did that help you, young man? Uh, yes, it did. Yes, it did. Thank you very much. Perfect. Excellent. So, any other questions? Well, thank you all for attending this evening. I appreciate it, and we'll see you next time. We'll probably have one more of these in two weeks before Christmas, and uh, I would expect it to to potentially be on the uh, RID and PRM um, because that is coming up, and hopefully we've got our hands on it by then. So, you all have a you all have a great evening and a great week, and have fun flying if you're flying. Thank, thank you. you. Take care. Thanks, right. everyone. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. Mm, bye -bye. Bye.